situation, an unsafe learning situation, and nothing happens, then we will take it to the next step. The president-elect is going with his longtime advisor, Ron Klain, for chief of staff. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe. Mr. Biden is prioritizing Washington experience and experience managing global health crises as he continues to build out his team. Ron Klain has decades of experience working alongside the president-elect and in several Democratic presidential administrations. The Trump administration is still blocking Mr. Biden from access to intelligence briefings. Oklahoma Senator James Lankford, a Republican, tells KRMG Radio he may intervene. So that regardless of the outcome of the election, whichever way that it goes, uh, people can be ready for that actual task. We're just in from Israeli and Egyptian officials. Seven peacekeepers, including five Americans, have been killed in a helicopter crash in Egypt's Sinai Peninsula. The Pentagon confirming only the crash. Tropical Storm Ada has made landfall for a second time in Florida, bringing dangerous surge to the West Coast. One man was electrocuted and flooded out Bradenton Beach. CBS's Maria Villarreal. Florida is not expected to get any new flooding uh, throughout the day, but we could see some flooding in the North Carolina area as the storm continues to make its way offshore. New jobless claims holding at high levels. Another 709,000 people filed for first-time benefits last week. S&P futures are down 12. Dow futures off 222. This is CBS News. These days, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more, so we can all be at our very best. Only Eggland's Best. This is time that matters. A window of time to help protect the ones you love. Your preteen benefits from staying up to date with their well visits. This is your window of protection. Schedule their well visit now. Brought to you by Merck. Do you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and save space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your car insurance with Right Track, which rewards you for safe driving. As the world's most careful driver, that's perfect. Now apply two pounds of force for acceleration. You really put up turning in point three miles and begin a deceleration. With Liberty Mutual's Right Track, you could earn up to 30% savings based on how you drive. Sign up at libertymutual.com slash right track. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Discount on participating vehicles based coverages only. Availability varies. Researchers say hurricanes aren't just becoming more frequent, they're getting stronger and hanging around longer. In this record year for named storms, researchers say not only are hurricanes getting stronger, but they're staying stronger over land. The study published in the journal Nature says back in the 60s, it took an average of 17 hours for a hurricane to start losing most of its strength. Now it takes almost twice as much. Scientists blame human-induced climate change for that. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. A new report says landlords in New York City are luring renters with so many discounts and freebies. Newly signed lease agreements jumped 33% in October over the year before. A Milwaukee brewery is toasting the election with a new selection. It's a German-style Kolsch called Biden Beer. The owner of Minocqua Brewing describes it as inoffensive and not too bitter. The Sentinel says it will be served from 3 to 6, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. Well, I'm a Lyft driver, so I'm on the road a lot. It keeps me very focused, I notice. When you're on the road, you know, you have to be aware of what's going on. It keeps me very much aware of everything. And I definitely think it helps energy-wise. It keeps me very consistent. You know, I don't find myself going like one day's good, next day's bad. It balances everything out, like it says, balances nature. It evens out everything where I don't get sick, and energy-wise, it's very much across the board. So, I love it. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code FRUITS. 
Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Hey, it's Boobs. We'll talk crazy traffic laws, classic builds, and the history of the horn. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Did you know that televisions built today have a mean time to failure of just one to three years? That means your brand new TV could break in just one year as manufacturers look to sell, not to maintain. Because that's how they make their money. A TV supply company, we are here to help. If you other electronics back to life with a knowledgeable and friendly staff eager to help get your equipment back to like new quality. Don't get rid Supply Company at 740-593-3493 or visit the new shop location at 12870 State Route 13 in Millfield. Better than any alarm, post-morning workout reward gets you through the this could have been an email meeting meal is yours at McDonald's. Mix and match two of your breakfast favorites, like the crispy chicken biscuit, crispy chicken McGriddles, or sausage McMuffin with egg for just $4, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Single item at regular price. Valid when products served. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Mirko Kasich was the lead singer of what band? My cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's Cars. Cars, cars. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH. sunshine outside and yet it's 39 degrees headed up to 55 55 tomorrow as well it's a Thursday we got a free for all I got if anything too much stuff to talk about Some of it may have to wait a few days. Yaba Daba this year, that's tomorrow, right? I think so. Well, better early than late. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It is uh, November 12th. And uh, Scott's here, as you heard earlier. And um, Good morning. Good morning. Today is National Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. National Pizza with the Works Except Anchovies Day. <laughs> and National French Dip Day. It's all about food today, I guess. <laughs> um, so, November 12th. Yesterday, um, went out to dinner last night with a friend and um anyway it was free being a veteran cool i wasn't expecting that um 
but it, it was but it was very pleasant of course the um let's see here i guess we can update you on the covid thing by the way um Was it 5.30? I think it was 5.30 yesterday afternoon. The governor took the microphone. Much like those uh, 2 o'clock sessions we've been running. Is it 2 o'clock or 1 o'clock? Yeah, yeah it's 2 o'clock. 2, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Ohio is concerned. Everywhere is concerned. But uh, Ohio, in like many other places that has had an uptick an increase um, so um, here's the data so let's take Athens for example um, again I well anyway um, yesterday uh, we reached 1,547 cases since um, March 12th, when our first occurred. At this point, 1,275 of them, that's 82%, have recovered. Right now, there are 287 active cases. That would be 18%. 55 of the 287 are being hospitalized. And, of course, we had two deaths early and two just last week. The state of Ohio. Um, as of yesterday, they have reached the number of 267,365 cases. So just in one day, yesterday, it jumped 5,523 cases. Um... Okay, 4,122 are currently in an ICU, intensive care unit. 17,168 are in regular hospital rooms. We've had 5,623 deaths since this all started in Ohio, which was on March 1st. And then the good stat is that um, 191,950 have recovered. So those, um, let's see, we can quickly do the U.S. U.S. has 10,331,929 cases. And um, so that was an increase yesterday of 755,000 cases. That's the bump. And so far in the U.S., 240,240, I'm sorry, 240,241, 240,241 deaths. Worldwide, the cases uh, now stand at 51,636,989. That's an increase yesterday of 3,375,091 cases. Deaths worldwide now stand at 
um, a word about tomorrow. Um, Lori Taylor is going to be our guest tomorrow. We were going to have this show last week, and then I can't remember what happened. I think it was on our end. We had we had to push it back. But it, it also makes sense. I'll tell you why. She's a local gal. Is gal, in, is gal okay to say? I suppose. A local lady. Yeah. That's better. Anyway, she's local. She has written a book entitled From the Mundane to the Macabre. Now, would you say macabre or would you say macabre or something like that? Um, uh, macabre? Is that where you're <laughs> I would never say out? it like that. <laughs> Did you really? You would? Macabre? I, yeah, how's it spelled? M-A-C-A? M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Yeah, with a hyphen on the E? No. Okay. At least not on... Well, I typed this, so that could be me. Okay. I may have left it off. I don't know. Anyway, she's an author, and she's written this book, and I I think I'm going to go with the macabre. All right. Okay, From the Mundane to the Macabre, a collection of short stories. So that's tomorrow. What is my phone doing? It's making little beepy sounds. Um, all right. Um, let's see here. On this day in history. Year 764, Tibetan troops occupied Changyang for 15 days, the capital of the Chinese Tang. Dynasty. 1927, Leon Trotsky is expelled from the Soviet Communist Party, paving the way for Joseph Stalin to consolidate complete power. 1942, during World War II, the naval battle of Guadalcanal begins between Allied and Japanese forces in the Solomon Islands. 1968, in 1968, the U.S. Supreme Court, in a case called Epperson v. Arkansas, the court declares unconstitutional Arkansas law banning teaching of evolution in public schools. I, I got to sort that out in my head. Let me think here. Okay, so evidently the, there was an Arkansas law that uh, would not allow teachers to t- teach evolution. But the Supreme Court uh, overturned that in 1968. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, let's look at some... Uh, we've got pictures here, as we do periodically. And What an interesting group. Okay, Amon Goth, Goth, G-O-T-H. He looks like a bad guy. Uh, born in 1908, on this date, died in 1946. How do you spell the first name? A-M-O-N. A-M-O-N. Okay. He does look like a gangster. Let's see. He looks a little bit like Oswald. Uh, he was an Austrian SS functionary and war criminal. Hmm. He was the commandant of a concentration camp in Plasau in German-occupied Poland for most of the camp's existence during World War II. Okay. Um, Now this next person, first name is Sun, S-U-N, Yatsen, Y-A-T hyphen S-E-N. He was a Chinese politician, physician, and political philosopher who served 
as the provisional first president of the Republic of China. Wow. Okay. Well, in any case, he was born on this date in 1866. He died in 1925. Elizabeth Cady Stanton, C-A-D-Y Stanton, S-T-A-N-T-O-N. I think she was a writer. I'm going to see here in a second. Uh, Let's see. She was a leader of the women's rights movement in the U.S. during... The mid to late 1800s, she was the main force behind the 1848 Seneca Falls Convention, the first convention to be called for the sole purpose of discussing women's rights, and was the primary author of its Declaration of Sentiments. Okay. Well, in the last one... Uh, this is a little farther back. Tyrandentis, T-I-R-A-D-E-N-T-E-S. Born on this date in 1746, died in 1792. He was a leading member of the Brazilian revolutionary movement known as Inconfidencia Mineira, whose aim was full independence from Portuguese colonial power and a creation of the Brazilian Republic. Hmm. Well, in his in the picture I have here, he it looks a lot like a picture might have been of Jesus Christ. That's right? exactly what I was thinking too. Okay, here's two famous deaths, and um, they both look familiar to me, but I don't know why. One's a very young man, Jonathan Brandis. Born in 1976, died on this date in 2003. I'm guessing an actor of some kind. Yes. He uh, began his career as a child model. He moved on to acting in commercials, subsequently won TV and film roles. He made his acting debut in 1982 as Kevin Buchanan on the ABC soap opera One Life to Live. Okay. Well, have you ever... I mean, most of us that have worked all our lives have never had the opportunity to get involved with a a soap opera. Get hooked on a daytime soap? Yeah. (laughs) But um, anyway. Okay, in this person, the name's familiar, the picture's familiar, but I can't place why. Stan Lee. And uh, born in 1922, died um, on this date in 2018. He was an American comic book writer, editor, publisher, and producer. Okay, now I remember. He rose through the ranks of a family-run business to become Marvel Comics, primary creative leader for two decades. And uh, no, I never got hooked on a daytime soap. Nor a comic book. Nor a comic book. Never had time. I did like Mad. I think I've said this maybe a couple too many times over the years, but I did like Mad Magazine. I thought it was (laughs) nuts. Yes. And it was. It was. I tried to read it, but I I couldn't get into it. It wasn't wasn't my thing, I guess. I've known a few people that look like or resemble Alfred E. Newman, too. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, I I dare say that's too bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so now I have um, four stories in front of me. And they're all kind of important. They all could be done next week, too. Um... Well, let me start with one. Uh, There's a company here in Athens. It used to be called Global Cooling. Now it's called Sterling Ultra Cold. And if I'm not mistaken, 
it was founded here, but they also have some connection in Sweden. Like, maybe there's a plant there, too. Folks, the Stirling engine is pretty remarkable. And for some years, that concept has had its roots in Athens, Ohio. Several different people I could name, if I could remember their names, um, were just foremost in knowledge about Stirling engines. Um, but out of that, several companies have come about, and one of them is Stirling Ultra Coal. Um, OU put out an article. I think the Athens News put out an article. Um, maybe, maybe other newspapers as well. But um, the point is that, and I have a son-in-law who works there and has a, a nice position with them, an important position. Anyway, uh, my point is, this company makes basically refrigeration units that can, and I may be exaggerating here, but I don't mean to, but things that can keep things at 90, at 90 degrees negative Celsius. I mean, we're talking about colder than cold. Now, you've all heard a great deal about this um, Pfizer um, vaccine that is being tested uh, rapidly uh, for the purpose of, um, of prevented preventing people from getting COVID, right? In the case of this Pfizer uh, stuff, it has to be kept at minus 90 Celsius. No, 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 Fahrenheit, which is not nearly as cold as these machines that they make in the planes are capable of. Yeah, minus 90 Celsius is... 130 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. Yeah. So, um, but there aren't a, so th th you might say, well, why, why was this company in business? Well, they make refrigeration units, portable, um, that you can transplant organs. I'm sorry. Not transplant. Um, transport. There we go. So say someone donates an organ to someone else who badly needs it, right? And maybe it's coming from Oregon. It can be refrigerated and moved across the nation and we have to you have to know exactly the very precision type units right yes. well anyway so sterling ultra cold um it could be that uh, they're going to have this explosion in need um to produce those units kind of interesting story um, it says one of their one of their common freezers can hold forty eight thousand of the um, the vials of the, this. What am I trying to say here? Vaccine. Thank you. I'm sorry, I'm just a little tired this morning. Okay. Um, anyway, so that's that's kind of an interesting angle, how we have this local connection to yeah. one of the very likely um, successful 
things for this. I brought in another story entitled uh, America Recycles Day. So um, evidently, November 15th, so today is the 12th, right? Yes. So would that be Monday, the 15th? The 15th is Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, America Recycles Day is on the 15th, so that's Sunday. Now, I'm going to stop this right now and go to our phone because we have a caller. Okay. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. I'm going to change things just a little bit. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> okay. Monday, I got a call that said it was from Holzer. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be a scam that wanted my Social Security number. Now... Please, everybody listening, don't give out your Social Security number or anything else for that matter. I don't know how they got Holzer, but they said, your Social Security has been uh, used, compromised, in South Texas. <laughs> okay. Talk, put, uh, press 1 and talk to a representative. So I did. Knowing good and well this was a scam, I pushed 1. And was it? Not even, no company name, not hello, my name is, just how may I help you. I told them about my Social Security card. The next seven words, would you like to guess what they were? That come out of the lady's mouth. No, lay it on us. May I have your Social Security number? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, I said, I think this is a scam. Oh, no, this is not a scam, and they hung up. Well, so, the fact that they hung up, that yeah. pretty much gives it away. Yeah. Well, I called uh, Holzer Albany. I didn't know where to start. Told them what happened. She got a hold of Holzer, uh, the center. Mm-hmm. And they, it wasn't 20 minutes. The man called me back, and he said he has heard of this. It's going around. Okay. And he didn't think that Holzer had been hacked. It's just random. Yeah. Right. But I... They could have named any... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, any company. So if some company, even if you don't deal with them, if you know who they are, mm-hmm. you know, you get a call like that, call them up and tell them. Good point. Thank you. So they know what's going on. Well, yes. Um, you know, sometimes they'll say um, last four of your Social Security. Yeah. Um. Well, that's only if you're dealing with someone you, you know about, like a well, hospital. That's what I mean. They're confirming that you are legit. Yeah. Because they know the full number. They just want to, if you know the last four, you must know the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. said, too, a good, a good rule to live by is never give out any of your personal information. You know, Social Security number, credit card numbers, personal information. Unless you originated the call. That's great. Well, I just thought I'd remind people, please don't fall for this stuff. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, you guys have a great day. Okay. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye. You keeping those raccoons away? I've got one great giant pregnant sow out here. They they like you. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't like them. (laughs) So now the battle of the coons starting all over. Oh, my. <laughs> well, you guys have a great day. All right. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, so we had just started mentioning America Recycles Day is November 15th. That's this coming Sunday. <clears throat> and... Um, I just came across something that makes no sense here. It says on America Recycles Day 2019, November 15th, the EPA recognized the importance and impact of recycling, which was... Why am I reading a story that's a year old? And where did it come from? I, I don't know. Maybe your archives? No, I don't think so. Well, anyway, I'm going to put this away.
Forget it. Okay. Now, here's one I worry about a little bit. Um, this is a New York <laughs> Times article. And the headline, Trump refusal to concede. <laughs> as soon as you said New York Times, I had a feeling it was a story about the president. Um, th this article is sort of written to, in a manner of what would others be thinking of as they watch us? other countries, other nations, other populations. I think the Ayatollah of Iran, Iran has already spoken that out even before the elections happened. Well, what did he say? Well, he used the word the U.S. elections are laughable. And something that would happen that? in a third world country. I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> I would like to think they're not. Well, uh, let me just read a few portions here. Okay. Brendan Nyan is a political scientist. And, um, you know, what would you say if you saw it in another country? What's happening here now? Imagine that a president of another country lost an election and refused to concede defeat. What would we think of that? Um, they go on in this article, instead he lied about the vote count, he then filed lawsuits to have ballots thrown out, put pressure on other officials to back him up, and use the power of government to prevent a transition of power from starting. How would you describe this behavior? Uh, it's certainly anti-democratic. It is an attempt to overrule the will of the people, ignore a country's laws, and illegitimately grab political power. Um, let's see here. The ruling party in Mexico um, reversed the true election result in 1988, as did ruling parties in Zimbabwe in 2002, Iran in 2009, and Russia in 1996. Um, the closest U.S. comparisons are more than a century old. The Federalist Party considered depriving Thomas Jefferson of the presidency in 1800 and used the courts to weaken him. During Reconstruction, parts of the South overturned election results, sometimes through violence. And, of course, multiple states responded to Abraham Lincoln's 1860 victory by, six, by seceding from the Union. I'm not reading this every paragraph because some are just um, repetitions of certain points. So what happens next? Republican officials seem to be trying to finesse the situation. They want to avoid angering 
Trump. I have, I have to stop for a minute. I, it still bothers me. It doesn't matter whether I like him or not. He is the president. And I don't like it when articles refer to the president as Trump. And I would feel the same way about, regardless of political party, regardless of whether I like the guy or not, the president... Anyway, you've heard me go off on that rant, that angle before. And they still keep but, reporting that way. <coughs> but but you know, it's gotten it's gotten sloppy with uh, Biden too. Yep. All, uh, all of them. Yeah. And no matter what office they they possess or hold. Anyway, let's see here. Let me start over. Uh, Republican officials seem to be trying to finesse the situation. They want to avoid angering Trump who remains popular with Republican voters. Uh, That helps explain why most Republican officials have refused to recognize Joe Biden as the president-elect and have made vaguely supportive comments about Trump's false claims. But this support seems to be half-hearted. Few Republicans are taking their own steps to reverse the election result. The two crucial next steps are the certification of state election results and the appointment of the Electoral College voters. Both both must happen by mid-December. If Republican officials in some states interfere, say by trying to appoint electors who ignore election results and vote for Trump in states he lost, it will be a sign that his attempt to undo the election has reached a more serious stage. Well, eventually, Republican officials, all officials, will be forced to make a choice. And let's see here. I guess that choice is between breaking with Trump and breaking with democracy. Democracy seems much more likely to prevail in a damaged state. Then there's a tweet from some guy here. It's real simple, though. It simply says, whatever happens now, we may spend the rest of our lives dealing with the party-wide normalization of refusal to concede losses, refusal to transfer power, efforts to overturn election results, and fourth, delegitimation of out-party governments. And he ends it by saying, very hard to unring this bell. It is a little bit scary. Yep, and I think there's a very real possibility of uh, something happening that we've not seen before. Well, what do you mean? Well, once um, final tabulations are done, as you mentioned, too, about the electoral votes being cast uh, by a party that does not agree with the final tabulations, um, I'm hearing, and I've been asked the question many times about the fraud, you know, what people asking, why aren't more people denying this in the uh, Democratic side. And also things have surfaced now about possible computer programs that were placed in effect. Um, And it was apparently watched in real time from federal administration buildings by a high-tech government military-grade security. Um... 
notably the, the programs titled Scorecard and The Hammer. Um, so, with you know, if there's some credence to it, then you know, let's let's see it. If not, then let's let's go on. But well, again, I think there's a. I'm trying to say this as diplomatically as possible. I think there's a very real possibility we could see something that we've not seen in our lifetime. I just don't know what that means. Well, regard uh, meaning that the the recounts could happen to where the results that we're seeing now, <coughs> excuse me, of um, the vote tabulation that favored uh, Joe Biden could be uh, quite possibly overturned if this fraud is brought forth in the courts. And it makes it to the Supreme Court. Um, <clears throat> again, if there is anything to this, uh, again, I think it's a real possibility that could happen. And what if there isn't? If there isn't, then we move on. So. Okay. Yeah. Just. Well, on that uh, really <laughs> important. Um, well, if it gets you know, to you know, it is important. If it gets to the Supreme Court, no, we, well, we can well, I'm, see. I'm trying to go funny here, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, this is really weighty stuff. Yeah, it similar is. to Coach Art Turk. Yeah, important. Important. I am EPG Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, in summarizing the season just completed an 0-10 year for your NF Tech football team, what kind of season would you say it's been? Well, you know, all in all, you got to put aside them heartbreaking losses. Uh, Everything considered, when everything is all over, said and done with, it was a fine season. You know, when you go into a season and you figure you're going to have a fine season, make up that schedule. I think it's the telephone, Coach. Boy, that telephone seems to ring a lot on this program. Well, you know, I better go ahead and get it then. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and take it? Just a second. Give me a minute. Hello. Well, this is Coach Art Turf. Head... That's right, I'm the head coach, athletic director. That's right, you do. Well, go right ahead. What kind of proposal? Well, well I'm listening. All right, well, uh, you know, that's a real fine proposal, and, uh, you know, I believe we might just accept that, and uh, I'll be getting back to you. Well, Coach Turp, it sounds like a, a very important telephone message you just took. That's right. You know, uh, you know, you go your whole year and, and, and play your fine schedule and play all your fine ball game and you, all your boys work hard. You work hard on offense and defense. And, and there's two things that you always shoot for when you get to start on a football season. And one of them is you want to shoot for a conference championship. And the other one is you want to get invited to a bowl game. And that there fellow on the phone right there was the chairman of the organizing and selection committee for the toilet bowl game up in Flushing. And we've done been invited to play in that ball game. That's amazing coach that a, a team with an 0-10 record would be inviting to a postseason bowl game. Well, you know, it, it just goes to show you that all your hard work pays off. All your fine boys that participate in your program, those boys over to the toilet bowl is looking for a school that has a lot of prestige to it and can sell a lot of tickets and they know that our fans are going to go to their ball game. That's how come that we've been invited to play in their ball game. We'll have more about the toilet bowl with Coach Art Turf right after we pause for this message. And, um, Coach Archer Show brought to you by CVS Pharmacy. Well, Coach Turf, your team will be going to a bowl game apparently this year, and although uh, with not an impressive record, you're no stranger to postseason play, are you? Well, not only that, we played in a lot of bowl games down through the years. Like, for example, here, take a look at our media guy here. You know, this is a real uh, comprehensive, all-inclusive list 
of all the bowl games we played, like for example, back in 1977, we played in the uh, toilet bowl game and played uh, Flushing State, the home team that year. We didn't uh, do too well. We got beat 62 and zip. But back in 1971, for example, we played in the Sarah Bowl and uh, played against Sunrise State and got beat 40 and zip in that one. But we uh, haven't done too well winning last while, but we did play in 1963 in the Punch Bowl game over in Hawaii, and we played against Left Hook State. Now, I remember they knocked us out of that one. That was 48 and zip. Coach, looking down your list of bowl games, I see another one here in 1957, the Salad Bowl. That's right. You know, we played uh, against Cucumber Tech in that one, and they whipped us pretty good, 57 and zero. And I remember after that one, I ran out and really got pickled. interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. I've tended toilet bowl. Salad bowl, cereal bowl. <laughs> Punch bowl. <laughs> <sighs> I think some of those still exist. Yeah, well. They just have different names. They have sponsorship names to them now. Um, I don't know what they're going to do about bowl games this year. I think a lot of them are going to have to be canceled. Or else, no fans, and, you know, that means no revenue. Unless uh, the sponsors, uh, sponsors step up and take over. Well, they get TV revenue, too, but it's going to be an interesting year to see how many of these 137 bowl games happen. I'm exaggerating. Oh, well, what is the accurate number? It's uh, 42. Okay. That means 84 teams get a bowl game out of 126 D1 teams. Kind of washed out. Mm-hmm. I um watered I, down. I printed an article but I think I'll save it for next week. Um but it's entitled the fifty cheapest places to retire across America. And they talk about all sorts of things to watch for. And um, then they they list the fifty um, so I mean let's see here at the at the risk of I don't think it'll matter because let's see here, let me find it. Okay. Where where I'll give you this, even though we I want to do more on this later. Okay. What city do you think is the number one place to retire? Athens, Ohio. Okay. Just a wild guess. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> uh, take another crack. <laughs> Am I close? I'm not, I, I can't say. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, we don't have time to do hotter, warmer, colder. Like kids game, you know, when you get closer. Um, I'll say, gee whiz, Columbus. Cleveland. Oh, I was closer. Cleveland? I, I'm amazed at this. Cleveland is the cheapest place to retire with the least expensive homes. The median home value is $55,300. And the lowest cost of living, the second lowest annual amount spent on health care, and the lowest amount spent on housing among all cities on the list. That is amazing. If saving money on retirement costs is your priority... Cleveland tops the list of best places to retire in the U.S. Wow. 
I would have never guessed that. Now, I like Cleveland a lot. Do I think of it as a retirement place? Uh-uh. You know, where do you think of retirement places? Warmer? Yeah. Sunnier? Yeah. Not snowy off the storms off of Lake Erie? Snowstorms? Okay, so I just, I'm I'm probably going to mess this up, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Go for it. Second most. Toledo. Third, Buffalo, New York. Fourth, Fort Wayne, Indiana. My goodness, you could draw a line. Okay, now, fifth, Greensboro, North Carolina. Sixth, Memphis. Seventh, Lubbock, Texas. Well, you get my point, right? Yeah, I like Greensboro. That's a nice area. It's not a matter of liking necessarily. It's a matter of what, what is it that retirement people want. Yeah. Well, they want, uh, because presumably they have no regular income in terms of employment, um, they want to uh, have low housing costs. Um, you would think they'd want recreational opportunities. Yeah. Lower utilities. Great health care. Yep. You know. Well, anyway. Let's see here. This song is uh, 324. I think this might work pretty well. All right. Here. We are... Sponsored by eBay. 
I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The number of coronavirus cases is exploding in the U.S. Yesterday's 144,000-plus new reported cases shattered the previous day's record. More people died than in any other single day since May. Correspondent David Begno is in South Bend. Governors are taking action, reimposing restrictions and urging residents to get back to the basics. Governors like Indiana Republican Eric Holcomb. I'm signing an executive order that will implement pandemic requirements for all measures. His neighbor to the east, Ohio Republican Governor Mike DeWine, warned that businesses could be forced to close if infections continue to spike. The positive COVID rate in Newark, New Jersey has jumped to 19%. Restaurants and bars in both New Jersey and New York have new 10 p.m. curfews beginning today. A member of President-elect Biden's COVID advisory board is speaking out. Dr. Celine Gounder tells CBS this morning rejection of face masks by some has hurt. Unfortunately, masks have been politicized. It would be like politicizing the use of toilet paper. This is a very basic hygienic public health measure. Some travelers are finding a way around COVID restrictions. In Brazil, four tourists were arrested after providing faked COVID tests to get into an island chain that requires travelers to show negative test results. They may have been do-it-yourself test fakers, but the professionals seem to be in on it too. French police say they've broken up a ring that was hawking doctored coronavirus tests at Charles de Gaulle Airport. If convicted, the seven suspects could get five years. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. There's been a deadly U.S. helicopter crash in the Middle East. Statement from the Pentagon says that it happened during a routine mission near Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt. It says nine members of the multinational force and observers were involved and uh, they are deeply saddened to report eight uniformed MFO members were killed. Six were U.S. citizens. It's a big win for Harvard. The U.S. Appeals Court has rejected an affirmative action challenge intended to prove bias against Asian applicants. It's upheld the university's race-conscious admissions policy. A COVID delays masters teed off this morning in Augusta, but it was suspended after a few minutes because of rain and threat of lightning. One of the greats, Jack Nicholas, is there. It's been fun. We miss Arnold. Uh, and... Uh but it's a, it's, it's a nice tradition. Arnold Palmer died in 2016. Tiger Woods is the defending champion. The Dow is down.